Why are cacti so prickly? Why don't they want us to touch them? What happens if you wear shoes on your hands? All of these questions you can find the answer to on this Paranormal Life! Hello everyone and welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, claim, beast, and come to a conclusion at the end of the show as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. Mm. My name is Roy Powers. Across from me sits Kit Greer. And as you know, we are two men who have been involved unwillingly in the paranormal for our entire lives. Uh, Since we were born, we have been surrounded by ghosts, goblins, ghouls, and it's followed us until now when we are no longer babies, but bigger babies. My first birthday party turned into an exorcism. It really went downhill fast. My uh, upper sixth formal at school an exorcism. Yeah, they didn't Again, get it. They didn't, didn't get, get it, it the first, first time. time. Yeah, so it actually hung around. Your I, wedding day? I won best demon at my upper sixth formal. My wedding day? We've talked about it before. It, we booked the wedding venue and it turned out the, the venue itself was haunted. That's not even a joke. No, it really isn't. <laughs> and it's also not even a joke to say that Rory broke into the haunted uh, part of the castle at about 2 a.m. Well, it's not a lie, but it is classified because I think <laughs> the people who own the hotel might listen to the podcast. Statute of limitations. Is yes, up on that, that one did yet. happen a long time ago. And in my defense, I was very drunk. That's not a defense. Can you be arrested for that? I think you were smoking cigars at the same time, too. <laughs> Kick down the door to the haunted house with a martini in one hand and a cigar in the other. <laughs> like f- Winston Churchill. <laughs> listen up, you f- ghosts. <laughs> Get him out of here the hotel manager's office (laughs) look i know it's fun to have a little joke a little teehee at the start of the podcast sure but this is not a podcast to be joking on Mm -hmm. this is a serious case and we haven't had a serious case in a while it's true not since the floating pumpkin ufo and we need to try it because we need to bag that double yes exactly we know you guys love your laughs and your cackles and your jokes But also, you love your hard-hitting paranormal stories. And that's what we're going to give you today. Our story today begins in 2008, when a strange website appeared online. The website was called thisman.org, and it asked just one question. Have you dreamed of this man? The website claimed that in New York City back in 2006, a woman had gone to visit a psychiatrist, complaining that she'd been having weird dreams recently that were unnerving. Now, these weren't your regular scary dreams where you're naked at school or your teeth fall out or you're being chased in a big field with people who have lobster claws that all look like your mother. This woman was dreaming of something very specific. Or should I say, someone. I'm, I'm feeling this may link back somehow to the this man of thisman.org. Possibly. Not to be confused with thismanan.com, one of my favorite websites. What is that? What is that? It's mostly pictures of men's thighs. Oh, right. It's kind of like a rate this thigh type situation. Sexy. It's like um, penisland.com. You ever been to Penn Island? No, I haven't. No. Spell it out, guys. It's not what you think it is. That got me in trouble in high school Uh, because I love all my pens, my Bix, my Byros. And a, a kid was like, hey, if you love pens, you should head on over to penisland.com. You, you actually own the URL penisland.org uh, right. for your just a blog about your pen collection. The school found out about penisland.com and weren't best pleased. Yeah, it's penis land, guys. 
I, I, I feel like some of you weren't getting it. It's penisland.com. And the pens are meaty. For weeks, if not months, she was dreaming about the same man. This man would turn up, listen to her talk about her problems, and on several occasions, even offered her advice on how to deal with things in her personal life. Weird. This is some kind of dream therapist? Yeah. He, he, he doesn't have, like, a face made of spiders mm-hmm. and, and knife fingers. He's just showing up in his dreams and listening to her problems, which I guess is a pretty good dream invader to have. Yeah, yeah. Because the problem with dreams is we don't get control over what happens in them really yeah unless you're lucid dreaming so you better hope that whoever does come to visit you in your dreams is at least uh, a decent house guest the strangest part about this story was that she had never met this man before in her life as she told her story the doctor listened intently suggesting that it might help if she sketched the face that she was seeing every night so that's what she did when she was done the psychiatrist looked into the man's eyes And are you absolutely positive that you've never met this man? I swear! The psychiatrist was a little skeptical to say the least. Because, I don't know if you know this about dreams, but there's actually an interesting theory that the faces of the people we see in our dreams, Mm -hmm. even strangers, are always people that we've seen in real life. Right. I think I might have heard that before. Yeah, I, I I think I'd heard it in the past, and I was like, wow, that's an incredible fact to know and whip out at parties. And then when I Googled it before doing this episode, there was a lot of people that are like, no, you f***ing idiot. That's a, such a stupid thing to say. How on earth would anyone prove that that fact exists? <laughs> humans humans have like 40 dreams a night or something ridiculous like that. Yeah. They, that they, they forget almost immediately upon waking up. How could you ever say that a human has never dreamt of a face they haven't seen before? Yeah, they they say that like (laughs) dream... I remember reading somewhere that dreams on average last seven seconds. Right. In the real world, in the non-inception world. Uh, And again, how could you prove this? I have no idea. It's just one of those little nuggets of information that sounds so believable. Everyone just wants to believe it and believes it. Yeah, and I'm sure there is some justification where they're like, usually the people you dream about are people that you do know because that's why you're dreaming about them is because they're a conscious thought in your head. Which is kind of messed up because that would be fine back in hunter-gatherer times, but now we live in a kind of uh, metaverse of pop culture references. So, okay, the person (laughs) who passes me in the street and flips me off might be my uncle or it might be the Monopoly man. <laughs> right. Or the guy, could it be the guy on the, the tub of Pringles? Or was it Barney the Dinosaur? We're I don't see- f***ing know. We're seeing a lot of faces. Our brains can't tell which people are real and which aren't. That's interesting that, yeah, because we've been exposed to so much media, our dreams compared to the dreams of a caveman are probably so much wilder. Yeah, the caveman dreams were definitely really like... Um, like beautiful and Maybe there's layered like, with meaning. There's like berries that are just out of reach. And every time right. he goes, the, the branch like lifts up. And yeah, the next day I'm, he's I'm, like, maybe I just a, couldn't get these f***ing berries. Maybe a saber-toothed tiger runs up to attacks him, but then it shape shifts into the form of his, um, you know, mother. And it's like, wow, what could this possibly mean? Yeah. Last night I dreamt Abraham Lincoln was having sex with Wolverine. <laughs> I dreamt that <laughs> Hugh Jackman was teabagging me. <laughs> In a capture the flag match of Halo 3. 
How is that fair or good or meaningful? Our brains are, yeah, what's the meaning behind that? Should I stop playing Halo? Well, they continued to talk about this man together, what he wanted, why he would be showing up, until the session timer buzzed. The psychiatrist wished her well and said that he'd see her next week, leaving the bizarre sketch of the man carelessly on his coffee table. Later that week, the psychiatrist had another patient in the office. They took a seat and went to begin the session. Good to see you, doctor. Yes, how have you been feeling lately? It's been a while since we last spoke. Not too bad. I've been tra- The man glared down at the drawing on the table. Where did you get this? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, that's uh, it's from another patient. But I dream about this man all the time. The doctor couldn't believe his ears. Another one? How could this be? The patient swore that he didn't know this man in real life and had never seen anyone like him on film or TV. What the heck? This is getting weird, right? I told you he was going to get paranormal today. I mean, even as a fully trained psychiatrist, this has got to be a situation that you were not prepared to to deal with. You know, you've probably heard some complicated things, people dealing with uh, issues from their past, but at no point were you expecting to deal with a Freddy Krueger, a dream hopper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like someone walks in. Hey, doctor. Oh, great to see you. How have you been doing lately? Well, I thought we were making great progress in our last session, and then... I'll be honest, a a kind of dream terrorist entered my mind last night and uh, started just hitting my memories and dreams uh, with a sledgehammer all night long. Uh, So we have a lot more work to do today. Like someone is inside his patient's mind, sabotaging his very work. And the doctor's grasping at any straw he can find. He's like, did it look like your father? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nope. Did you see this guy from your childhood? I'll be honest, it was Kermit the Frog. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I got nothing for that. Uh, I also uh, love the lack of patient confidentiality. (laughs) (laughs) Just leaves the page sitting there. And the next person comes in and he's just like, what is that? Oh, just something a f***ing psycho drew in my last session. Anyway, come on in, you (laughs) psycho. Oh, crazy Susan's drawings? (laughs) Imagine if you were the next patient and you were like, you know, saw someone leave. And you're like, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm heading in for my session. You walk in, sit down on the coffee table, and there's just a drawing of, I don't know, somebody f***ing a Teletubby on the table. And it's like, oh, don't don't mind those. Don't mind those. <laughs> the doctor's like, whoa, yeah. Uh, just one of my previous patients drew that. It's like, that's a magazine. That's, that, that's, a, that's a centerfold of a magazine. Well, the psychiatrist was so intrigued at this point that he decided to copy the drawing and send it round to some of his colleagues making an effort to select sleep specialists that would have patients suffering with reoccurring dreams. Hmm, I like this line of inquiry. Um, Taking it to experts who might know a little bit more about this than, than he does. Exactly, maybe this isn't his specialty. Within just a few months, he and his colleagues came across four others who had seen the exact same man in their sleep. This is weird. I mean, if you were the psychiatrist in this situation, as you say, you're, you're grasping at straws here. Like, what do you think it could be? Like, I feel like my first instinct would be like, this is, like I say, a face from pop culture or history that I just can't put my finger on. Right. Or right, something. Right. Yeah. I mean, 
there probably have been times in history where people have had dreams of the same person, but it would have been a prominent individual in pop culture. It would have been, you know, a celebrity or a singer. When I was a child and I had that very vivid dream of meeting Lizzie McGuire, uh, and then I awoke before I could get her phone number in the dream. I'm sure I wasn't the only child at the time <laughs> dreaming of Lizzie McGuire. Or maybe I was. Maybe she only came to me in my dreams because she knew I was special. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and assume because the Lizzie McGuire movie had just come out. And Hey Now, Hey Now, her single was trending across the world. That There were a lot of children dreaming of Lizzie McGuire. That's a good analogy. Was it too far for my parents to bring me to, to a psychiatrist and draw Lizzie McGuire for him? I think so. And then for that drawing to subsequently leak to the school, making you the laughing stock of our class? Yeah, I think that was a little bit too far. Was it too far for us as your friends to invite you to a hypnotist show and then prime the hypnotist beforehand all about the Lizzie McGuire story, getting you on stage, hypnotizing you into thinking you were banging Lizzie McGuire on stage <laughs> in front of a crowd of 2,000 people? Maybe. Yeah, it, I think that was too far. Because it was filmed as well, and like I was, I really, I really you thought really I was. You really went for it as well. <laughs> I really thought I was. Yeah. Was it too far when uh, 15 years later you guys apologized for it and said you wanted to make amends by inviting me to a backstage meet and greet with Hillary Duff herself, and then I show up, and y'all are just behind a dumpster with a stuffed pinata of Lizzie McGuire and me? Too far. Yeah, I think it was too far. Imagine falling for that. You're so desperate to meet Hillary Duff, you'll believe any story. <laughs> yeah, we're so sorry we tricked you in the past. If you could come to this scrapyard at 3 a.m. for a backstage meet and greet with Lizzie McGuire. Backstage of what? <laughs> backstage of the scrapyard? For real? Lizzie's gonna be there? Yeah, oh, she's yeah, gonna but... be there, all right. <laughs> Told she she requested that you dress in a fucking gimp suit. A ball and gag and um, to uh, do an Instagram live when you turn up. Lizzie said that? <laughs> Doesn't sound like her. <laughs> like, like you're so obsessed, but you don't know anything about Lizzie McGuire. If you took one cursory look at her Instagram, you'd know she was on holiday in South America. <laughs> According to the website, it isn't just people in New York that have seen the man. People have claimed to dream about him in Los Angeles, Berlin, Beijing, Rome, Barcelona, Stockholm, Paris, Moscow, and more. Well, that is interesting. Again, this just further rules out the possibility that this is some kind of local person that for some reason everyone knows. It's, it's cross-border, cross-community, cross-culture, cross-language. Well, one easy way to find out if that hypothesis is true, Kit, is to show you a picture of the man and see if you recognize him. This is terrifying. What if I don't think I've seen a guy and then I see it and it unlocks thousands of memories of dreams that I've hidden away in my mind? Yeah, buried since childhood. I will say it didn't necessarily... <laughs> this guy wedges me every <laughs> single night as soon as I close my eyes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go right ahead and say... I don't recognize this man, uh, necessarily. Um, uh, he's a very, he's a, he's a very striking man. If, if you had seen him, you wouldn't forget him. You'd remember this face. We're talking comb over, monobrow, little square head, really creepy little smile uh, that goes 
uh, almost across his entire face and a little button nose uh, and sideburns. He's so like, he doesn't look evil, but he definitely doesn't look good. He looks like the lead scientist of a bioweapon in a Mission Impossible movie. Right, right, right. He, he's like the kind of creepy, quiet, smart guy who lingers in the background. I mean, he does look like someone that secretly found out how to enter other people's dreams. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And has been doing that. Yeah, the, the face fits the, the, the story. Like, if you showed me a picture of Ryan Reynolds, I'd be like, this doesn't add up. Yeah, that's why this case is weird, because, I mean, I would never dream of someone like that. I've never seen someone like this no, before. No, no. That is not a person in pop culture. Yeah, there's some, there is something creepy about him. I can't even imagine that face speaking words. I feel like he would open his mouth in Twin Peaks style, like some kind of reverse audio, like... Yeah. Yeah, or just out. static noise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's oh, this, this case is kind of unsettling at times, I will say. Now, some people online have even documented their dreams about this man. One anonymous user wrote, The first time I had a dream about this man, I was having a hard time at work. I had a dream about getting lost in a huge and deserted shopping mall. Suddenly, this man appeared, and I started running away from him. He chased after me for what seemed like an hour, until I found myself against a wall in the kids' area in a supermarket. At this point, he smiled at me and showed me the way out towards the cash desks and I woke up. Ever since that night, this man has appeared in all of my dreams. All of them? And he always gives me directions on how to get out of the dream and wake up. Jesus Christ, man, I wouldn't go to sleep anymore. How do you give someone directions on how to wake up in a dream? That's very creepy. It's extremely meta. Like, that indicates that this guy, he's a Freddy Krueger. He controls <laughs> the dream world. Yeah, he has the door. He has the keys to the dream. He's not an NPC in this world. He is the architect. Yeah, we're diving into his little universe every time we close our eyes. Yes. So what are the possible theories around the man? Well, there are a few of them, to be fair. Some people say that, as we said, it's a real guy who has the Freddy Krueger ability to just enter other people's dreams. Others believe, and this is a bit of a wild one, that the man's face is an image that some sort of giant corporation is forcing into people's dreams. Yeah, it's in the tap water. As if it's like some sort of experiment to see if dreams can be manipulated. Yeah, I could see that. You know, something people never talk about anymore is subliminal messaging. Remember mm -hmm. when people would talk about subliminal messaging a lot? They, everyone believed it was possible to like, just on TV programs or movies or videos online, you could just flash up images in a millisecond and that somehow that would implant ideas and memories in people's heads. Yeah, it would be like us telling a story and I'm like, so the people who were there that night, Patreon, no one actually, Patreon noticed that there was anything wrong with the Patreon Money. house. <laughs> Money. Uh, exactly. And, and it didn't help that sometimes on TV stations and movies, things do flicker up occasionally. Things yeah. go wrong and whatever. And that led people to believe that corporations, advertisers, companies were trying to subliminally market to people. I don't know. Maybe there is evidence for that, but... Um, that idea has died out a bit. Yeah, maybe as media has changed a little bit. Yeah. I do like the idea of dreams being weaponized. Mm -hmm. You know, because we've all had that before where you go to bed, you have a dream about someone where they're an asshole in your dream. 
And so. you wake up the next morning and you see them and you're like, you little you f***er. me. You punched me in the jaw last night while I was sleeping. And I know it wasn't you, but I haven't forgiven you yet. And it's going to take some time. What if one night all of America has a dream where they're like, the f***ing Canadians are assholes. And they all wake up collectively and the next day America's like, we're invading Canada. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's about time. Those sons of bitches wiped their maple syrup asses with the American flag in my dream last night. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah, that's absolutely true. If if we can, if one person's dreams have such a great effect over their life, what could coordinating people's a nation of people's dreams do to a country? Yeah, imagine if all of a sudden every night you're you're dreaming of uh, people doing bad shit to you it's a pretty easy way to manipulate you into not liking those people interesting so there you're you're saying one of the theories is there could be some kind of shadowy government or corporate agent at work here trying to shape people's minds i'm just saying was it a huge corporation like disney beaming lizzie mcguire into my head so that maybe i would become obsessed with her enough that i would book to see her live tour go to see the movie a bunch of times Maybe I was the victim in all of this. And it did work. You followed her around the country like it was the Grateful Dead. You were doing acid in the car park of every <laughs> Lizzie McGuire show in the country. Surrounded by 11-year-old girls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tailgating. I got hot dogs grilling out the back of the, the Disney Stadium shows. Selling weed to children who thinks it's sweet. A much simpler theory is that uh, some people believe this man represents sort of an archetypal image, like a blurry combination of the faces that we see in our everyday lives. Yes, and we have touched on these kind of things in the past. This is like Carl Jung's archetypes mm -hmm. that we've evolved over so many millions of years that we all share certain memories. Yeah. And this is illustrated in things like whenever people have like psychedelic trips, they often see the same imagery. People will see snakes, lions, tigers, trees, forests, things that we have clearly evolved with. And I think I mentioned in a previous, don't know if it was a main episode or a bonus episode, but I talked about the Joker, uh, that there's this kind of little jack-in-a-box uh, clown that shows up, that showed up in one of my trips, uh, and other people have seen him too. So it's not outside the realms of possibility. It would be incredibly disappointing if you took a large dose of a psychedelic for the first time <laughs> and you're like, you're like, I'm excited, man. Like I've heard people say that they've like seen this Joker before. You kind of like roll back, close your eyes and you just hear. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did that? Who did that? And you're like, oh, I guess is this is the DMT Joker that everyone sees. The one that uh, has been ingrained in human psyche for millennia. And you just hear. Is she Batman? Oh, God. <laughs> like, oh, no. What? I mean, what you're experiencing now is to be removed from the shackles of society. You're like, oh, this is. Oh, I'm in Arkham Asylum again. <laughs> I'm getting red pilled by the fucking Joker. You're at a music festival <laughs> in, on a sunny day on a hill with all your friends. You just take one shroom, going like, all right, let's see what all this peace, love, and happiness hippie lifestyle is all about. You close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all your friends are holding hands dancing together feeling the the universe and you're just sitting with a beer beside the joker just be like uh, am i even tripping this is so 
kind of normal. You think you're at a music festival, do you? <laughs> I've planted two bombs at the festival. <laughs> you're running around, eyes like fucking saucers, <laughs> ripping apart the speakers at the music festival. I gotta find the detonator. <laughs> when the kid Leroy sings his final note for stay, the bomb will detonate. You're gonna rush on stage. No! <laughs> Grabbing Justin Bieber and the kid Leroy. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest with you. The main theory behind this is that uh, it's a hoax. What? I know. I hate you when we have me to do this. <laughs> you just showed me the first piece of evidence. As I said, most of the info on the man comes from this website that was set up in 2006 by an Italian marketer named Andrea Natella. Oh, here we go. Uh, Andrea came out and said that uh, it wasn't real. <laughs> sure. But never explained why he created the site or what, if anything, it was supposed to be marketing. He just came out and said it wasn't real. Interesting. Also in the year since he created the website, multiple people totally unrelated to the site have come forward saying that they have had dreams of this man and told their stories about it. Hmm. Who knows if that's because of seeing him online and then having dreams about him or having the dreams prior and then seeing the picture and recognizing him. Yeah. But look, this first story aside, the big question for today is could there possibly be some type of outside factor, whether it be a person or an organization, affecting our dreams? Mm. Get ready for a roller coaster kit. Because we're about to uncover some paranormal shit. You said that 20 minutes ago, and then 20 minutes later said, that was all a hoax. But wait till you hear this one. This one? Is it a hoax? Is it real? Who knows, Because baby? you were clearly withholding that information for the whole time. We're about to deep dive into a world of the unknown. And there's no red pill. There's no blue pill. There's just... Two sleeping pills, and you're taking them both. So you're not taking one? I'm going to hit myself with this hammer. <laughs> I don't believe in sleeping medication, so I'm just going to hit myself with a sledgehammer instead. The only, the only sleeping medication I've ever taken is melatonin gummies, which you can't even get uh, here in the UK. You can only get them uh, abroad. I, I usually buy them when I'm in America. But even them, I'm like, they're not like drowsy medication. Apparently, they just make you have better sleep. Yeah, it's just a hormone. It's like not even a drug. Yeah, and I'm knocking these gummies back 20, 30 at a time. They're fucking delicious. Don't. They taste Absolutely like strawberries. Don't. Yeah. And sure, Bad once I slept idea. for like three days, but it was pretty Unhealthy. good sleep, and I would probably do it Dehydrated. again. Dehydrated. How good can the gummies be? <laughs> even if you were even if you had a bag of fucking Harry Bows, you wouldn't eat 30. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... This thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for better help together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. Flash forward to 2015. A Portland local is walking through a town one day, minding their own business, when they spotted a peculiar flyer stapled to a nearby telephone pole. It was an A4 size page with a worn look and dirty edges. At the top of the page in a large font, it simply asked, have you been having strange dreams lately? Below that, it reads, the Willamette Valley Dream Survey is investigating a spike in bizarre, unexplainable dreams. If you've been experiencing any unusual dream activity, you can help by reporting a summary. Please call 971-258-1465 with a brief description of your dream. This is a picture of the poster. Alright, this is cursed already. The, the, the page looks borderline bloodstained. This is bad. If I saw this pop up in my neighborhood, I would move. Yeah, it's a very strange thing to see advertised. There's no such thing as a, as the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Also, that question is so loaded. Have you been having strange dreams recently? Sounds like you know I have. Or you think I should be having them. And you need confirmation of that. Like, imagine <laughs> I just walked in today and I was like, Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? You haven't had any, had any f***ed up dreams recently? Would you not just be like, why should I? Why would you ask me that? <laughs> yeah, it, this is just wrong in every aspect. I don't want to know who's on the other end of that phone. And the, they don't want to get calls from the kind of people who would respond to this ad. Maybe they do. Who knows? I feel I'm, like you call that number and you're going to be like, hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been having strange dreams? All right, I'm going to hang up. No, please don't go. Well, dreams are such a dreams are such a weirdly kind of personal thing as well. So to be like, yeah, I'm I'll call this random number and tell a person about the dreams I've been having. Yeah. It's so bizarre. It feels this phone number, it feels like a bizarre squid game style uh phone number like a shadowy organization picks up the phone and is like, "Tell me what happened last night." Yeah, yeah. Have you dreamt about the man? Well, obviously the first thought that people had was that this is some sort of immersive art project or old ARG that someone had set up. But callers were surprised that when they called the number on the poster, it actually worked. Once it was dialed, this is what you heard. Hello? 
taking a weirdly long time to pick up. Yeah. Should be an automated service. <laughs> There's no way. No one. Thank you for calling the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Please leave a detailed account of your dream after the tone. Transcripts or audio from your report may be duplicated in other media. Pretty nuts, right? Why would anyone tell their story? What can you possibly gain from this? At least, at least say, hey, we're research scientists doing important research into dreams and how it might affect um, the medical um, potential of, of studying um, neuroscience and dreams. <laughs> um, we desperately need volunteers in which to give their opinions on this thing. It needs context. Yeah. We need context for why this number exists and why I should give it to you. Not just a phone ringing for a minute straight and then, <sighs> tell me about your dreams. Tell me about the nighttime realms where you go when your head reaches the pillow. <laughs> also, if you tell me, I own you. <laughs> I own your personality. I own your dreams, your hopes, your ambitions. <laughs> Leave a message after the tone. Also, if you're the pizza delivery guy, use the back exit. The front one is locked and we don't have access. And while you're here, take a little nap. Rest those weary pizza delivery boy eyes of yours. <laughs> uh, this is f***ed. This is it's not okay. scary and weird and, and I would be surprised if anyone called and honestly told them a, a descript retelling of their dreams this is illegal it should be illegal it feels like it should be illegal right do you have the copyright to your own dreams i mean that's an interest that's an intro question right there <laughs> who owns my dreams have you had any spooky dreams that you can recall vividly that if you saw this uh, on a flyer in town you would be like i should call because i have had a fucking weird dream recently I mean, you did have that dream that you talked about on the podcast where a cat stole your eyes. Yeah, a bit rich of me to stay quiet there for a second, <laughs> thinking when I have very publicly, on a public forum, shared one of my more strange dreams. To be fair, in my defense, it hasn't got any stranger than that. I don't really recall anything on that level for quite some time. Okay, I mean, that was setting the bar pretty damn high, to be fair. Yeah, a cat stealing my eyeballs. And uh, then saying it would be your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Moving forward. Yeah, I'll be your eyes now or something like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Other than that, can't think of much. What about you? I actually had a weird one about a week ago or so that was quite funny. My brother was in it. And uh, I don't remember what was happening specifically in the dream, but it was something that was so... I was with my family and whatever was happening was so unrealistic that in the dream, I realized it must have been a dream. Mm. So then internally in the dream, I stopped being stressed and scared because I was like, oh, this is so stupid. This must be a dream. Mm. And I was talking to my brother in the dream and he was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, this is going to sound nuts, but I'm dreaming right now. So like, none of this is real. That's why I'm not worried about it. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, like, you're not, it's like, you're not my brother. You're, you're a dream version of him. So, you know, you're not real. And it's like, what the f*** did you just say? My brother in the dream started freaking out. He was like, well, what happens when you wake up? And I was like, well, it all goes away. I, this isn't real. And he was like, what the f*** do you mean it isn't real? And then he grabbed me and then I got stressed and then I woke up and he disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was like, you f***er, I'm going to make you stressed again. <laughs> 
How dare you not be stressed? And then uh, I was genuinely worried to go to sleep the next night because I was like, what happens if I fall asleep and then immediately I'm back getting shaken by him? And he's like, where the f*** did you go? You were gone for nine hours. <laughs> or it's like, uh, I don't know if you remember that um, Flash animation game back in the day, which was really like thought-provoking man where it was like a, a shooting game or something. These stick figures, you'd shoot these characters. Right. And then... You know, you'd play it once and shoot all these characters. And then you'd like finish the level and go to replay the same level again. But all the characters were just dead. And you're walking around and they're still dead. And you're like, oh, that's weird. And then you refresh your browser and the characters are still dead. This is That's a great idea for a game. Yeah. Oh my God. That it was like kind of permanent. Like, yeah, you go back into your dream and everyone is just dead. You're like... The plug was pulled from yeah. all their heads. Yeah. Like, just I, like you said. Like the Matrix. Uh, that one was extra funny because the morning after it happened, I texted my brother and uh, I was like, I, was, I texted him and I was like, man, I had this, I had this nuts dream last night. And within 30 seconds, he texted back and was like, did you get stabbed? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, did you get stabbed in your dream last night? And I was like, no, I, I didn't. He was like, he was like, we both got stabbed in mine. <laughs> and the same night he'd had this nuts dream where some like, foggy person that he couldn't recognize had broken into the house and stabbed both of us and he woke up when he got stabbed of course as There's you some, do if i had been walking to the studio the next day and seen this poster on the wall maybe i would have called maybe i, I would have thought there could have been no way that this is a coincidence with like you said just a tiny bit more context maybe you would have yeah yeah say hey we're gonna use this uh as research in a, a student paper that we're writing or we're gonna fucking sell this to the walt disney company so they can market you based on your dreams we're, hey even that i just want to know hey we're the dream police there's been a rise in <laughs> dream stabbings lately we're trying to get to the bottom of it well as the post garnered more and more attention portland-based users were joining the discussion many freaking out because in the last few weeks they had been having weird dreams. Oh, this is in Portland? This is in Portland. This makes a lot more sense. One user said, I've had two dreams that I can remember in my entire life before this week. But this week, I've had so many that I've woken up in a full panic sweat believing that they were real. Good lord. Similar posters appeared in Utah as recently as 2020 and were linked to a company in Portland called Futel. Now this company is weird. They are a company that sets up free phone booths around the city for the public to use. Sounds great. Very noble. They want to connect the world through free access to telephone lines. What are they getting out of this, though? <laughs> well, that's it. I've never known a company to do anything out of goodwill. There must be some sort of angle. And of course, one way you could have that angle is a lot of these old payphones have like a directory service. Right. So you can work with companies to have their number or facility in the directory, which means they're able to access it with just the click of a button. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. One of the numbers in that directory kit is the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Hmm. Which means from any of these free payphones, with almost the click of a button, you can access this company that wants to hear about your dreams. Why on earth would that be one of the necessary facilities yeah one of the the select few services available in these phone booths so bizarre 
I'm starting to think that that's the phone number you call and that gets you through to fucking Cypher who's in Zion and he, he'll like he'll like pull you out of the matrix if you can get to the hard line. Yeah, if you're like, hey, I, I had a dream that like, I don't know, maybe this isn't the real world. <laughs> gets warped down through the telephone lines. Now, with a little hunting, users online did find that there was a man named Kelly Balkili in Portland who says that he's a psychologist of religion specializing in dream research. Okay. Uh, and he does actually run something called the Sleep and Dream Database. Hmm. I couldn't find any mention of the Willamette Valley Dream Survey, but I did look into the Sleep and Dream Database. This thing is nuts. I didn't know that there was something like this online. This is a huge database of a written collection of submitted dreams. Yeah. We're talking thousands and thousands of people all over the world submitting their dreams into this database. Yes. And it's uh, been archived so well that you can even search for locations and keywords. Right. Topics and things. See and if find out what people... kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I, out of curiosity, uh, searched both of our names... Because I was like, hey, what if someone's having dreams about Kit and Rory? And yeah, I did find some some hits. Not about us specifically, or this paranormal life. But it was still weird to hear someone be like, I dreamt about Rory again last night. Right. And it's their right, own right. life and their own story and own weird dreams. Oh, I get you, I get you. It wasn't like Rory Powers was loading bunny rabbits into a meat <laughs> grinder again last no. night. Okay. No, 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 no. Uh, that, that would be a weird dream. I don't know why anyone would think that, that I would ever, I would ever do that. I got the bunny burgers legally, perfectly legally from a manufacturer. Yeah. And, so, and there was, sure. There was a PR kind of smear campaign, yeah, I think is the way that you would say it. Yeah. And the photos allegedly of you, me in the factory. You should regret eating the burgers that like, it's not, it doesn't make it an okay animal to eat. <laughs> Even if you had sourced the meat responsibly. <laughs> You must know bunny burgers aren't good. It's not a good thing to try and serve at Easter. You kids like chocolate eggs? Yeah. You love the little cuddly fucking bunny that brings them? Yeah. Well, here he is in a bun. You're not going to believe how good he tastes. <laughs> that is interesting, though. I have to say, I was very skeptical about the concept of any kind of dream database. It seems in the age today of GDPR and people's personal information and data harvesting and big data... It seems a bit suspect to want to harvest that much personal information from people. But actually, it is true. If you are some kind of dream researcher, dream specialist, or just any kind of social anthropologist and want to understand people's hopes and dreams and fears, uh, it would be fascinating to know what the correlations are. Do, do we all share the same dreams? I always think that when I look at even dogs. Dogs, you know, dreaming, they're running in their sleep and stuff. It's like, what the yeah. f*** is going on in there? Animals I, I dream. I wish we knew. They dream just like humans. That's and right. as we said, it's they're going to be very different types of dreams because of their uh, frame of reference. Um, until we can make some sort of doggy helmet that we can slap on with an HDMI out into a television and see the dog's dreams, we'll never know what that even looks like. Until then, we just have to assume that, that your chihuahua is dreaming about going to whatever the dog version of Lizzie McGuire's concert is. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, if you do want to ensure that your dog has a good, solid night's sleep and a healthy diet, there's only one way to do it. With Roy Powers patented bunny burgers. No. For the no, small no, no. pipes. All right. Let me just I finish. We go past this. Let me just finish the advert and then we'll decide whether or not we're going to keep it in. The yeah. 
PR backlash to you simply being photographed eating a bunny burger was so large, but you're now, I, I see, doubling down and actually marketing the bunny burgers. These bunny burgers have come out of the hole, so hop to it and get yourself a couple bunny is, burgers for the small price of... So I disagree with Just this. give me a small you, amount of time you, you because can't. I spent all night staying up writing the copy for the ad. So much time went into the PR for this. I am f***ing losing it seem cash. That way. The longer it takes to do the ad, the right. more bunny right. burger sales right. I... Okay. I'm vegan, by the way. Like, we're not putting this ad in the show. There's no way. Well, just don't buy the bunny burgers then. I don't know what to say no, for no. you. No, no, you see. I got bunny blood on my hands by simply listening to this. Are cow burgers just not for you? Tired of chicken? You want to... You, you Do you want to tell a chicken burger to cluck off? <laughs> Well, how about it? You're clearly freestyling. <laughs> you didn't freestyling stay up all night. It. You didn't. The stutter is intentional because it makes the ad read feel normal. It, this is, it feels anything but normal. This is normal. People will, this is will respect normal. it because people stutter and and f***ing swear in real no life. No one wants to tell a chicken burger to cluck off. I think they do. Do you want to tell beef to bucket? <laughs> hey, beef. Tell beef to buck off and chicken to cluck off because there is a new bouncing bunny burger in town and these bunny buns are pretty brilliant. I don't want to get into like the weeds of this, but like rabbit is famously completely devoid of nutrients. Many people sure. throughout history have died trying to survive off eating rabbit meat. Between you and me, brother, that's why the meat's so cheap. So no you one... know it's bad and you know it's... I know it's I know it's illegal. affordable. I can't afford cow. I can't afford chicken. And I definitely can't afford pork. I tell pork to go pork it somewhere else. Pork itself somewhere else because there's a new sheriff in town. You had to pause for a few seconds there. <laughs> Not if I edit it right. About it. Not if I edit it right. right. I didn't pause at all. Do you understand? It's all going to so come you together. Didn't, you didn't the, write it. In the edit. Look, I'm just saying, if you want beef to bucket, and chicken to cluck it. There's only one meat that can't be beat. Bunny burgers. I'm gonna bounce into flavor. You know what? I'm gonna let okay. this ad run on the show because <laughs> I'm gonna I'm willing to bet that precisely zero listeners want to tell chicken to cluck it, beef to bucket, <laughs> and pork to pork suck it. Suck it, actually. I'm gonna what? say suck it. I know it kinda <laughs> ruins the onomatopoeia, but I think it's catchier. It's yeah. Yeah. I Just like sorry, game. Last time, just one more time. You're getting so close to swearing and being crude, you kind of might as well do it at this point. I'm not. I'm. I, it's all PG. It's all fine. If you want beef to bucket, chicken to cluck it, and pork to motherfucking suck it. Okay, so motherfucking is absolutely not. Hop into flavor with a money burger. Are you done? The longest ad read. That's all it was. That's all it was. I don't know why you got so worked up about it. Because... It's done now, and we can move on. So, hop into flavor, everyone. Hop into flavor. Do you have anything else you want to add to it? No, our careers are over. You don't know that. It depends on the bunny sales, right? Uh, look, that's um, you know, that's just one of our ad reads for this week. Um, we need to get back into the story. Um, I know about dreams. So, no more procrastinating, Kit. No more plugging your garbage products on the podcast. It's All time right. to conclude. I'm not going to be gaslit. The bunnies are actually gaslit. That's how I heat the pot. So just a fun fact about how the bunnies are cooked. It's a Bunsen burner. I That's stole not a from way a... of cooking. <laughs> that is not a way of... The meat is so nutritionally devoid. You Okay, never mind. It's mostly bones. You have to kind of grunt. You have okay. to kind of bash them up. 
Yeah, it's very little. Uh, your yeah, burger is is a is a gross. We have to move on. Sorry, we yeah. have to move on. Okay, you're right. I'm just I'm digging a hole for myself, much like the bunnies do yeah. when they hear that Bunsen burner fire up. They're burrowing into the ground trying to get away. Um, sorry, I'm just rambling now because I'm nervous. You can see the fear in my eyes, like that of the bunny's yes, eyes yeah. when I enter the slaughterhouse. Move on. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Don't you? You're not allowed to say the B word again. I'll move on. Like many of the no, animals don't. have. Oh my god! Moved on to another afterlife. <sighs> Sorry, Ugh. I'm like, just nervous. You clearly don't nervous. have any any. You, you're clearly out of evidence. You're clearly done with the case. You clearly have no confidence in where this is headed because you're this, uh, vamping uh, <laughs> about bunny burgers for way too long. I'm way not, too long. I have evidence. You know, the most logical thing right now is for us to just take a fucking nap and see what happens, but. It's one o'clock midday, so I'm not I'm not feeling that sleepy. You ha- you literally have a monster energy drink. I have a monster energy in drink in front of you, which I call my which I earlier referred to as my morning beer before <laughs> I have my evening beers. Uh, but I br- did bring thirty melatonin gummies, so if we do want to, uh, do I some, don't want some first hand investigating. That would be that will, we could do it. Uh, you know, people go crazy online for these kind of stories. Uh, especially when you get companies as bizarre as Fatel involved and this strange organization, the Willamette Valley Dream Survey. Uh, People have deep dive into the possible theories and connections between these companies. Uh, One explanation that uh, our great YouTuber managed to discover was an apparent link to some sort of doomsday cult. Whoa! Yeah, really came out of left field. Apparently, this cult believed that the world was going to end on September 5th. And I believe some members of the cult were having dreams about the world ending. Oh. So their intentions behind the poster was to be like, hey, are you having any weird dreams? Let us know because the secrets to surviving doomsday might be in the dreams of someone that we don't know about yet. Well, it would make sense if the poster was created by nutters. That sure. would That would track. It is impressive that the line actually leads somewhere to something that seems like it is actually recording and documenting the calls. Yeah, it's not, uh, sadly, it's too weird to just be a student art project. Yeah, I mean, it would be fun for us to, I don't know how complicated it is to set up a line like this. Yeah. But that could even be fun for this paranormal life. We're like, hey, do you have any paranormal stories? Call in to this, this line tell us the story and we could listen to it on the podcast, you know, like a call-in show. I love that idea. Pretty that's cool. A, that's an interesting idea. Who knows? And we'll make some blood-splattered posters and put them around London. <laughs> <laughs> or like if we put up some posters and it's like, do you want beef to bucket, chicken to no, pluck it? okay, yeah. And pork to no, suck it? No one wants pork to mother <laughs> suck it or whatever <laughs> you said earlier. Call this number and order your bunny burger. You know, just hypothetically, if we didn't want to do the other idea that was pretty good as well. We could do, we could try and offload some of these bunnies. And you would have to sell direct to consumer as well, because no shop will ever stock that. <laughs> exactly. It's a very uh, dark web kind of deal that I got going on here in the shadows. Uh, some people say it's illegal. I think it's sexy. So it is to, illegal. It, it is definitely legal, yeah. 100%. Look, we've just about reached the end of our case. Uh, what are your thoughts, Kit? And I know that this is a scattershot of wild ideas and theories, But I think what we should come down on today as a question for the episode is, could there possibly be some type of outside factor, whether a person or an organization, 
affecting our dreams. It's a bloody pity that the first example of the man, thisman.org, happens to be a hoax, because that is uh, definitely the coolest, kind of most compelling example of it. Um, the concept that lots of people spread across nations have all seen the same person. That would definitely indicate some kind of subtle subconscious force going on out there creating like a new vision of this guy for the first time because if that had been happening happening all throughout history surely we would already know about this guy people would have talked about it it seems like this one just came out of nowhere um so that would have been cool if that was real we did um you know in a similar theme we have done an episode on entities like the tall hat man Mm -hmm. which is i think where we talked about the psychedelic joker where it's, you know, not something as specific as this particular dude with this face, but uh, a shape, a creature, a figure that appears in people's dreams all over the world. And the Tall Hat Man was a good example of that. That isn't something from fiction. That is something that has uh, widespread appearances. I suppose the biggest obstacle to giving this case a double yes, the biggest case to saying that there's definitely something going on here is that we're dealing with absolutely giant numbers when we're talking about a phenomenon that can happen to any human or mammal on earth something that can happen in a dream yeah we're dealing with numbers that are uh, so hard to comprehend there's billions of people on earth of course people's dreams are going to overlap and the same things are going to happen in because we all live similar lives in general yeah uh so we're going to have the same influences we're, we watch the same shows on tv we have similar co-workers there's kind of different versions of the same people all over the world. So that's what I struggle with the most. How can we say if two people have a similar dream that that's not just coincidence versus some kind of ghostly actor behind the scenes? Yeah. And especially onto the larger questions at the end with the Willamette Valley dream survey, the most logical theory is that it is either some sort of weird ARG or some sort of as we talked about, some sort of dream database where they're just collecting the information, not necessarily some sort of shady organization manipulating dreams. Uh, If people were having weird dreams at the time, probably a coincidence. I don't see any evidence in any part of this story to think that they were putting shit in the tap water or like they had satellites beaming into people's bedrooms at night uh, affecting their brain waves, you know? There's not really any evidence of any of that bonkers conspiracy stuff and is that bonkers kind of conspiracy stuff you know the idea that i don't know that someone could be convinced through programming their dreams to assassinate someone or something yeah. like that but yeah i don't think we have evidence of that today yeah it's kind of entering um mk ultra territory yeah. of like manipulating someone's braves to kind of weaponize them don't get me wrong i'm not saying they haven't tried to do this yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm just saying they haven't succeeded yeah i think uh, i think that's it from the cases that we're seeing today the willamette valley dream survey and the story of this man uh they're no it's a no they're not paranormal one is almost definitely fictional for a start uh so this week i'm going double no no but i thought it was an interesting case you know even kind of knowing the implications of the first one being a hoax i thought this was a great story to cover uh, we have covered other stories in the past that are um, simply creepy pastas, like the Russian sleep experiment, for example, uh, and Slenderman. They're great stories. If they're great stories, we do love to cover them. So I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I know I did. That was very fun, even though the first story did turn out to be not true. I mean, let's face it, 
if this paranormal life has proved anything over the years, we've realized that most of the fun stories are not true. <laughs> There's a direct correlation. I can draw you a graph. It is yeah. <laughs> versus how real it is. Thank you so much to Amy Grisdale for researching this week's episode and Cami Toman for editing. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the show and you want more, you enjoy this paranormal life, you want to support the show, the best way to do it is over on patreon.com. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Patreon, Patreon is a website where you can subscribe to certain tiers and get a bunch of rewards. An example of that, by signing up on the five bucks tier, you get access to a huge amount of bonus episodes from this paranormal life. Stories that were too hot to tell on the main podcast. Classified information that could land us in prison. The ingredients and recipe for bunny burgers. Okay. All of that is locked behind the scenes. And a little little spoiler, a little insight for you guys for the recipe for bunny burgers. Not a lot of bunny in there. Oh, God. So so it's more of like a smorgasbord whatever whatever i can find chance in my there was of anyone buying these things is you're, you're dashing any hopes of that but if you want to find out more about the show if you want to hear more paranormal stories the place to go is patreon.com so check it out the link is in the description of this podcast right now so thank you once again for listening to this week's episode of this paranormal life we love you we appreciate you being here but beef you can buck off. Okay. All right. Let's Chicken? just go. This is not becoming of you. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you could cluck off. You've tried to shill a lot of products over the years, but this really takes the cake as the most offensive and weird. And pork can puck it. Okay. F- it, suck You've it. changed it so many times. At first it was pork, <laughs> pork can, and... <laughs> uh, can pork it somewhere else. And then you said they can motherfucking suck it. Pork's got me squealing because it's so bad. How about that? Are we done? I think so. Uh, get some money burgers. Chow down, hop into flavor, and uh, we'll see you next week for a brand new episode of This This Paranormal Paranormal Life. Life. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.